the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. I don't know about you, but I love God, and I love the Word of God. I really, really do. One of the many, many reasons why I love the Word of God, like I do, is because of what it tells me and you. In the pages of the Word of God are invitations to receive and achieve the manifestations of all the magnificent things that God has prepared for me and you. Through the Word of God, written by God Himself to us, we're being invited to experience and enjoy all the wonderful things that God has prepared and has waiting for us. Speaking of them, the Bible says, I have not seen, nor have ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. The word prepared means made ready. That means that there are things that God has already made ready for me and you. Things that, according to God's Word, rightfully belong to me and you. We need to learn about them so that we can achieve and receive all the things that are rightfully ours. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We're in Genesis chapter 6. Let's do 1 and come into 3. And it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, fine, and they took them wives of which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days talking about this man that he wasn't going to strive with, his days shall be 120 years. Shall be 120 years. You know, shall is the strongest assertion in any language. It means no it's no ands, no buts about it. So once again, God was dealing with man. If I can put it this way, God about tired of man and his foolishness. Because the Bible says that sin had got so rampant and then had got so widespread that God says, as far as I'm concerned, everybody about to be dead. And then he told Noah, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make yourself an ark. That's what he said. He said, make yourself an ark. That's one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of people be thinking about, you know, the, you know how many people that actually made it in the ark with him. He said, make yourself an ark. And he said, preach the gospel, which was the good news to anybody that wanted to hear it while you was making that ark. And if anybody want to hear it, they can come in here with you. They can come in here with you. Because I've already decided I'm wiping everybody out. But... Being the man of God that he was, righteous man that he was, he preached and eight people ended up in the, in the ark, including himself. Praise God. That's why you ain't supposed to be going to heaven by yourself. There's some other people that's supposed to be going and going with you. Praise God. But anyway, God had got fed up with man. He said, I'm about tired of y'all. And this is what I'm going to do. He says, I'm going to make sure that from this point forward, 120 is about what you get. 
Wait a minute. He said 120 is all you're going to get. To the man that he was tired of. Well, how long was he living before then? How long was that man living before then? If he limited it to 120. Now, now I got to put a pause button right here. Because I'm talking about limiting to 120. Limiting? When we just read 70 or 80? So that's less than what God even was going to give fallen man. That he was tired of and didn't want to have nothing to do with. That's less than that. That's why I said it had devolved to the point that that's where man had lived. Because God said, shall 120. That's what God said. And he was talking to the man that he was about fed up with. Now this 120 years spoke more specifically of how many years God was going to wait before he poured out his wrath in judgment on mankind at that time. It speaks more specifically about the 120 years that God was willing to wait before he poured out his wrath upon all mankind. But some must have been living longer for God to be able to tell them only would he give them 120 more. How long was they living? Turn to Genesis chapter 5. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Let's look at the lifespan of man prior to the flood. The lifespan of man, the lifespan of man prior to the flood. That he would bring it down to, I'm only going to give you 120 more. Now, wait a minute. There might have been people that was 50 then. It might have been people that was 100 then. Might have been. He said, I'm only going to give you 120 more. Come on, come on. We, we're in Genesis chapter 5. Let's begin reading verse 3. This is the book. We'll start at 1. This is the book of the genealogies of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. So this is available to both male and female. And blessed them and called them their name Adam. Remember, then her name didn't become Adam until her name didn't become Eve until after the fall. Prior, they both had the same name. That's why when a woman marries a man, she picks up the man's name. I said, that's why when a woman marries a man, she picks up the man's name. She don't hyphenate it. I said, she don't hyphenate it. She gives him his name. She takes his name. Why? Because if you're going to become one, you have to become a woman. Name, aim, purpose, thought, and direction. First thing is name. You have to become one in name. Does that make sense? You don't hyphenate it. Your name minus theirs. Your name minus theirs. <laughs> you're already telling them what you're going to do later on. I'm going to minus you. So you don't do that. Praise God. Amen. Amen. If you can't take his name, stay single. Anyway, male and female created he them. He blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Here we go. Verse 3. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness. And after his image called he, his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had Seth was 800 years. And he begat sons and daughters. And all the years that Adam lived was 930 years and he died. 
Everybody say 930. Adam lived 930 years. Adam was, and that's a fallen man, by the way. Adam was 130 years when he begot Seth. 130 when he begot Seth. So everything was working at 130 years old. Everything was working when he when at 130 years old. His son, come on, let's read. And Seth lived 105 years and begat Enos. And Seth lived after he begat begats Enos 807 years and begat sons and daughters. Well, he's still spitting them out. And all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. 912. His daddy lived 930. Seth lived 912 years. Seth was 105 when he begat his son, Enos. 105. And he lived an additional 807 years. Can I put a pause button right here? Now, 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 a lot of people read through this and they just blow through this and they just wipe it off as totally unbelievable and they just, they just, they just, they just. But I'm one of those people that believe everything from Genesis 1-1 all the way through Genesis, Revelations chapter 21. I believe the whole thing. I believe the maps. They shouldn't have put the maps in the Bible if they didn't want me to believe it. I believe the maps. And I, I, when I originally started reading this stuff, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. But then I stopped. And I said, wait a minute, Lord. Why would you put these dates in here when you told me you want me to believe your word? That is given to me so that I can have life and that much more abundant. So it can be able to break me out of the jail of the lie that the devil had to tell. That most of us are living our lives according to. Hmm. And all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. So Enos lived 905 years. He was 90 when he begat his son Canaan. Then he lived an additional 815 years, having even more sons and daughters along the way. Now, can I pause button right here? Now, remember, these are natural people who don't receive faith like we do. We receive faith from the word of God because we know it to be true. They received faith by what they saw. By what they saw. So when Enos, so when Seth came around, he seen a daddy that lived 930 years. Who was 130 when he had him. So Seth had a child at 105. Because he operated by the faith he had. By what he saw. And Seth lived 912 years. My daddy did 930. That's about how many I figure I can do. So he did 912. Enos, his son, 
He had his son when he was 90. I'm going to be daddy. 90. But he lived another 815 years. Because he knew his father had lived 807 years after his first son. And so he lived 815 after his, and he lived to be 905. Let's go to his son. His son, Canaan, lived 910 years. He was 70 when he begot his son, but he lived an additional 840 years. I guess the younger you have your child, the longer you can live. I don't know. Maybe it worked that way. I don't know. I'm noticing. Anyway, he, he lived 840 years, and then even after then, he still had sons and daughters along the way. Now, that was Canaan. And all the days of Enos was 905 years, and he was good. And then Canaan, we read about him. Verse 14, and all the days of Canaan were 910 years. And here goes my hell. He lived 60 and five years and begat Jared. And my lived after he begat Jared 830 years by faith in what he saw. And begat sons and daughters. And all the days of my boy were 890 and five, and he died. And Jared lived 160 and two years, and he begat Enos. I mean, he didn't have his child till he was 162 years old. He didn't have his child, his son, until he was 162 years old. And Jared lived after he begat Enos 800 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. And that boy that he had, Enoch, and Enos lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. Methuselah. Wait a minute, 65 years? Yeah, because Enos walked with God after he begat Methuselah. 300 years. So after he begat Methuselah, he, he walked another 300 years and begat sons and daughters during those 300 years. And all the days of Enos was 365 years. Wait a minute, what, what, what's this drop off because of? It says because Enos walked with God and he was not. For God took him. God said, you coming with me, man. So he didn't get a chance to live it all the way out. Not because it wasn't available to him, but because God translated him. Because otherwise, he'd have kept on living. Let's go to the next one. And Methuselah, that's his son, lived 187 years, 187 years, and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 682 years and begat sons and daughters. That's 682 years after he (laughs) had his first one. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years. And he died. 969 years. And then he died. And then he died. And Lamech lived 182 years and begat a son. And he called his name Noah. Okay, he going to know it. Saying, this same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord had cursed. And Lamech 
lived after he begat Noah 590 and five years, 595 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech was 777 years, and he died. 777. Okay. <laughs> 777 years before he died. Now, are you noticing something here? Adam lived 930 years. Seth, his son, lived 912 years. Enos lived 905 years. Canaan, his son, lived 910 years. They all hitting right around what they saw. Mahalia lived 895 years. Jared lived 962 years. Enos, 365, but you know, you can't count his. He got translated. Methuselah restarted the pattern to live 969 years. Lamech lived 777 years. Noah was 500 years old when this thing went down. He asked him to build an ark at 500 years. Not go to Home Depot and go buy the lumber. Go cut it down, shape it, plane it, get it to size, carry it up, put it in place, nail it. Go get all these animals. I'm going to give you 120 years. And he trumped that because he did it in 100. He made it under budget in schedule ahead of schedule he made it under budget ahead of schedule no wonder he chose him but then the flood came and after the flood man's lifespan began to decline then the flood came and then after the flood man's lifespan began to decline now before we go any further let me just touch base a little bit on these hundreds of years that they lived hundreds of years that they lived. We ain't talking about one person. I don't went through generation after generation after generation after generation after generation. All of them hitting it like that. Because they were operating based upon what they had faith in. What they saw. Because they saw their daddy do it. I can. That's what I'm going to do. They saw their daddy do it. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I saw my daddy do. So I'm going to do. And so that's what they believed. And so that's what they received. Because be it unto you. According to your faith. Now, many, let me do it. There are scientific theologians who are, I mean, astrophysicists and everything else, all the other big physicists and physicists that, that, that have told us about what the earth was like prior to the flood. One of the most, you know, uh, accepted concepts about the earth before the flood is that there was a, a, a span of water that was above the earth that, that surrounded the earth. That set an atmospheric pressure in the midst of the earth that was a perfect atmospheric pressure that God designed. It was designed in such a way, whereas when man would just move normally, he would exercise. When man would just move normally, he would exercise. He didn't have to do no, he, there were no gyms that he went to. There was no, you know, equipment that he purchased. He just lived his normal life. And because of that, because of the atmospheric pressure that existed at that time, it was so perfect that the man, when he would just get up and move through life, he was in total exercise. So because of that, he was in the physical shape different than the one that we are in the physical shape. We are a sediment, sedimentary um, society. We sit all the time. Praise God. And because we sit all the time, you can look at it. They used to call it secretary spread. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because they used to sit down. But. But, but, but it ain't secretary spreading on nice America spread. Praise God. Amen. Well, everybody's spreading. Praise God. And spreading in various directions. Praise God. 
And the reason why is because how much we'd be sitting down. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and once the flood came, that atmospheric thing was changed because the water that caused it, that was above the earth, is what fell when the rain came. When the rain came, that's what fell down. Praise God, because God broke that and caused that to come. Why? Because he had already decided you ain't going to be living that long no more. 120 years is what I'm going to give you. But you ain't going, 120 more am I going to give you. But yet it changed the atmospheric pressure in such a way whereas man didn't have the physical ability to be able to live as long as he lived back then without additional effort, without additional effort. That means it couldn't be done. It means without additional effort. So man's lifespan changed and began to decline after that. If you notice the numbers of the sons of, of Adam on down, you'll see that basically it was going up and down, but then it started coming down, started coming down. After the flood, it dropped drastically. But yet it's still way bigger than what we would ever think. Turn to Genesis chapter 25. Brought your page turn the finger? Good, because you're going to need it. Because I want you to see this in your, with your own eyes. Once again, God didn't put nothing in the Bible for nothing. He put everything in there for, re- for, for a reason. And that's so that you can gain faith. It's one of the many reasons. We're in Genesis chapter 25. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Let's look at Abraham, how long he lived. Abraham lived, let's see, Genesis chapter 25, let's begin reading at verse 7. It said, and these are the days of the, of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived a hundred three score and 15 years. One hundred three score and 15 years. That hundred three score and 15 years That's what it is. I had it wrong. 165 years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years. And he was gathered to his people. So here we got 165 years old when he uh, 175 years old when he died. 175. And he lived a good old age. Everybody say old age. Now, wait a minute. 175 was considered a good old age then. We read 70 to 80 was considered. So we had 175. Go to Genesis chapter 23, please. Let's see Abraham's wife, Sarah. Genesis chapter 23, verse 1 says, and Sarah was 175 years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. So she died at 175 years old. And Sarah was 175 years old these were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in that place, the same as is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah to weep for her. Nowadays, people believe that 70 to 80 years is a long life. But when God said, with long life will I satisfy you, he wasn't talking about man's idea of long life. He was thinking of his idea of long life. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. There really are promises in God's Word that rightfully belong to me and you. That way we can properly respond to God's Word as though it really is something that we all can have and that they really are things that actually can happen for us. So let's learn to believe God's Word is true. The promises God said in His Word that He do for me and you really are for me and you. They're rightfully ours. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. Come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all of you ladies out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers of Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. Ladies, I'm telling you. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas this weekend, come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.